Hello guys, Jen here. Welcome to the second episode of the At Socialite Gossip He Said, She Said podcast. Today, I'm just going to do a pop culture and Bravoverse update. Um, about like five topics, different things that are going on with Bravo Labs in um, their lives that is not shown on the show, like stuff that's been going on on social media, because we know that could be a show in and of itself. <laughs> Um, anyway, before we get into it, I just wanted to thank everyone who listened to the first episode and everyone who sent me a nice DM or shared something on social media. It really warmed my heart. So thank you. Um, today, it's just going to be me here doing this episode. It's probably going to be like that moving forward. Aldo will most likely just be doing um, an episode with me a week where we go through all of the Bravo shows we watched that week and talk about the big storylines. And then uh, each week, I'm also going to try to do an episode like this. I tend to ramble. I'll try to stop. Let's get into it. So the first thing is Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. So this all started on Super Bowl weekend. Megan and MGK allegedly got into this huge fight at some party. Um, after that, Megan wiped her Instagram feed of all photos of Machine Gun Kelly. And then she posts a carousel of mirror selfies. Some of them she was alone. Some she was with a male friend, unknown who he is. I haven't seen anywhere who the guy was. Um, in the background of the photo was a poster on the wall. And it said something about like domestic violence awareness or something. So some people thought that could have possibly been like an Easter egg that she was putting in the photo. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, she captioned the photo with a Beyonce song lyric from the song Pray You Catch Me on the Lemonade album that implied Machine Gun Kelly was cheating or that he did cheat. So the lyric was, you can taste the dishonesty. It's all over your breath. So then people started noticing that Megan was only following three people. Timothy Chalamet. Harry Styles, and Eminem, who everyone knows has had a long-standing feud with Eminem. I just learned that that feud, their feud, stemmed from the fact that um, Machine Gun Kelly at some point said that uh, Eminem's daughter Haley was hot. I don't think that this was when she was a minor, like I'm 100% sure this was when she was a minor. He did the same uh, with Kylie Jenner. I actually watched the video of that. It was really cringy. I, I know a lot of people like Machine Gun Kelly, but he doesn't do it for me. Um, oh, a fan commented under the post, under Megan's post, he probably got with Sophie. Just for reference, Sophie is a member of his band. Megan responded to the comment and said, maybe I got with Sophie. So shortly, shortly after that, Megan de deactivated her Instagram account. It was just gone. Like, I got screenshots of everything, and then somewhere... It, around the time I was editing everything, she took down her Instagram. <laughs> then the Monday after Super Bowl, Megan and MGK were photographed coming out of a two and a half hour couples therapy session, according to the Daily Mail. I mean, we don't know what they were doing in that building, but <laughs> the article says they were in a two and a half hour couples therapy session. Um, then Megan was quiet the whole week as people speculated about their relationship until this past Sunday when she revived her Instagram account to put up one notes app statement 
which I will read in just a moment. Um, she basically just revived her Instagram so that she could rip all of us to shreds. I don't know. One sec. Let me put my glasses on and read you her statement. So it says February 19th, 2023 at 9.56 a.m. There has been no third party interference in this relationship of any kind. That includes, but is not limited to, actual humans, DMs, AI bot, or succubus demons. While I do hate to rob you of running random baseless news stories that would have been much better accurately written by ChatGBT, you need to let this story die and leave all of these innocent people alone now. Prayer hands emoji, purple heart emoji. Um, yeah, I, I'm at a loss for words. Like Megan brought us into her relationship. She lit the match on all of the speculation. Um, something I didn't mention in her carousel photos, there was also a video of a, um, like a letter burning in a flame. So she's, Megan does all these things publicly so we are all seeing this she goes so far as to comment back maybe i hooked up with sophie and then she has the nerve to say let this story die and leave all of these innocent people alone now bitch you did this yeah okay that's all i have to say about that moving on so that brings me to the Raquel, Sheena, Tom, and Katie drama. All right. So Sheena goes on the virtual reality podcast. Uh, it's the podcast with Page Six, hosted by Evan Real. And oh, I know his Instagram handle is Cashmere Danny, but I, I'm not sure what his last name is. Forgive me. So Evan Real and Danny. Anyhow, she goes on their podcast and, um, Evan asked her what her response was to Katie saying that she encouraged Raquel and Schwartz to hook up. And Sheena goes, I'm going to spill some tea. And then she says that when her and Katie were in Vegas last year, they talked about um, the rumor that Schwartz and Raquel had made out at Coachella. According to Sheena, Katie said that they would be a good match. And so then Sheena went to Raquel and said, Katie gives you her blessing if you want to pursue something with Schwartz. And proceeds to facilitate their connection, I guess you could say. I actually just got done watching this week's um, episode of Vanderpump Rules. Today, it's Thursday currently. So I just watched it. And yeah, Sheena did push really hard, it seemed like. for it, At least the way it was edited, it seemed like Sheena pushed really hard for Raquel and Shorts to be a thing. Like, why couldn't Ariana come hang out with them before Tom's show? I don't understand. Anyway, Aldo and I will get more into that in our um, episode later this week. Anyhow, let me get back to it. Okay, so Sheena goes, and I quote, I thought I was doing what I was supposed to do. Like, isn't that a weird way for her to put it? Like, unless she thought she was doing what she was supposed to do for the show and for drama. Like, I think that's what she means. Not like, I was doing what I thought I was supposed to do. Like, I'm supposed to hook Schwartz up with Raquel. That's weird. Like, why would Katie say, like, do this, go hook them up. And Sheena's then like, I am doing what I was supposed to. I don't know, it just sounds weird. Anyway. So Sheena said that she thinks Katie made that rule about um, like 
her and Schwartz not hooking up with anyone in the group just so that she could maintain control over him. And I quote, she said, just another ultimatum. By the way, this is all on the virtual reality podcast. So I guess Katie got wind of that podcast and she responded with by releasing some text messages. So I'm going to go over this. All right. So Katie um, posted all of these to her story on, I'm trying to think what day this was. I think it was I don't know, last week sometime or over the weekend. Um, all right, so Katie posts the first text to her story and she captions it. She said, back in May after we spoke in Vegas, I told Sheena I wasn't down for the shit. So keep going with this diabolical nonsense. All right. I don't know if I'm going to read all of the texts because it's quite a lot, but let's see. All right, so Sheena said to Katie, so was that you putting up a front? And Katie responded, when in public, that's how I present. And Sheena said, literally, why would I think you were lying to my face? You were telling me how much happier you are, et cetera, et cetera. So I've been happy for you. Katie responds. Anyway, I just wanted to let you know, I tried to RSVP for your wedding, but couldn't. And then it's just some stuff about the wedding. Sheena goes, you literally told me in Vegas that you want time to move I guess she meant to say move on, move on because it'll make it easier for you because you had already and you encouraged me to push him to move on. Uh, Katie responds, I want Tom to move on. Of course, that's not really what I'm getting at. And Sheena said, so that's what I've been doing because that's what you asked of me. The past few weeks, we have Brock's family in town, B-Day, Mother's Day, a flood, twice travel across country and just started therapy. I'm not even doing my own wedding planning. It's all my, and then I can't see the rest of the chat. Um, Katie responded, I just, or I don't need you to help Tom with anything. Sheena, get a fucking grip. My life is fucking, is a fucking mess. And then, okay, I'm not, all of these, I don't necessarily need to read all of these to you. You can go to my Instagram account and they're probably, mm, I don't know, like two swipes down, two full like pages down and you can read them for yourself. But um, it's, pretty clear here that at least at at the very least after Katie mistakenly um gave Sheena the impression that she wanted Sheena to hook up Katie or Raquel and Tom after that at some point I'm guessing during filming when all of this came out Katie that's when these text messages were from Katie texted Sheena how she actually felt so I'm assuming they have not been on good terms since then um all right all right all right so that was not the end of it so after uh katie posted those text messages raquel then posts two photos with tom schwartz and captions it just cause so then katie responds um katie responds in the comments of the post sorry i'm trying to find it right here i have like an album in front of me but everything is Okay, here they are. All right, so Raquel said posted her post that says just cause. And Katie responded, You really thought you did something here, but these comments eight, L O L O L, depth face emoji, depth face emoji, depth face emoji. And um, so I'm just gonna read you the two comments I posted that I thought were funny. So Bywig Hello Drama said, waiting for Schwartz to enter the chat. And then um this girl Jessica commented <laughs> Schwartz have an opinion, an original thought. Sandoval is probably working on the response now, but it's going to take him weeks to perfect. That cracked me up. 
So then on Sunday, Sheena, uh, Sheena tweet, imagine spending your weekend trolling on social media. Let's send some extra love to these people today. And that was it for now. I'm sure I'm sh I just said I'm sure was I like about to say short. Um, I'm sure. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I did it again. I am sure that after last night's episode, there may be some fallout online right now, but I haven't paid attention because I get sucked in so quick and then I get nothing done. Anyway, so we're moving on. The other big thing um, in the Bravo sphere this weekend. So the internet almost broke this weekend when Joe Gorga posted a video with Joe Judice. So I'm going to read the caption of the video that uh, Joe posted. One sec. All right. So Joe posts a video with no sound um, and it's just of him and Joe Judice kind of hugging and I guess Joe Gorga's laughing, Joe Judice smiling a little bit. Anyway, all right, so he captions it. Both walked into the same bar at the same time. A lot of history there. We have memories since we were kids. I'm happy he's doing well and looks good. We were both happy to see each other and catch up. Glad someone caught it. Hashtag life, hashtag RHONJ. Well, Gia did not like this. And she commented, this is honestly comical, knowing you were with him for not even five minutes and were able to have somebody take a video of the interaction. Meanwhile, all you have done is talk so poorly about my father. You are such an opportunist to take advantage of the... Sorry, she doesn't use much punctuation. You are such an opportunist to take advantage of the once in a lifetime opportunity to see my father and use it for a post. So, after that, <laughs> Melissa Gorga commented... Ah, I did not save it in my folder. I will be right back. All right, guys, I'm back. Sorry, cut me some slack. I'm new at this. Um, all right, so Melissa Gorga tweet, or does not tweet, comments, responds to Gia, says, at Gia Judice, we both spoke poorly about each other. It was a nice moment. We have a lot of history together. Get the hate out of your heart. A couple seconds later, Melissa deletes that. Then Joe Gorga comments, at Gia Judice, we both said horrible things about each other. It was a nice moment. We have a lot of history. Get the hate out of your heart. We're just going to pause for a second. Yeah. So anyhow, according to Melissa, um, this was a complete accident. Joe typed the uh, comment on her phone. How, According to her, how it happened was she was on, Melissa was on Instagram on her phone and she saw Gia's comment. She ran over to Joe and was like, Joe, look at this. Joe took Melissa's phone, saw the comment and immediately commented back. Then Melissa was like, Joe, that's my phone. Grabbed it from him, deleted, but it was too late because, you know, we people be screenshotting quick these days. Anyway, but, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there, so I can't say if she's lying or not. My educated, like, guess is I feel like Melissa actually did comment it the first time and um she was trying to do it from joe's account and by accident was on her account i mean i could totally be wrong and i am leaving room for that because i have no idea i wasn't there but i just find her story a little hard to believe but hey it's possible um today melissa actually oh hold on real quick i actually did do a poll where i asked you guys if you believed melissa let me see 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 what the results were because i do not remember 
That's okay. I can't find them. I think um, most people, it was close, but I think most people said they did not believe Melissa, but it was close. It wasn't like a landslide. All right. Um, Today, Melissa released a new episode of her podcast where she explained how the meeting of the Joes came to be. Um, I mean, I'm not going to go into the full story because she spoke on it for about over 10 minutes. Um, but I did, uh, I recorded some clips from the podcast and I am going to post them on my, on my Instagram feed. Actually, by the time you guys, you listen to this, they will be on my feed. But basically Melissa said that her and Joe were in the Bahamas with literally like 20 people. They were, um, at their hotel bar or I'm sorry, at like the casino bar at their hotel. They were walking in one side of the bar at the same exact time. Joe Judice and one friend that he was with walked in from the other side of the bar. Melissa said she was walking in front of her Joe, Joe Gorga. So she saw Joe Judice first and she said she kind of looked down and like put her like head down because she felt a little awkward. She was like, oh shit, like what, what's about to happen? Then she said as soon as Joe Gorga saw Joe Judice, he just like ran up to him. And I guess they went to the bar and talked. So anyway, but um, she said she thought Joe Judice might have felt a little awkward because um, they were because Joe and Melissa were with so many people. Oh, and she said the, she didn't really give a reason why someone recorded it, except to say that this was Joe and Joe hugging like this was as if hell had frozen over. It was a moment and someone was bound to record it. But you can go listen for yourself for your own opinion. Anyhow, um, moving on. The next thing we're going to get into is pretty sad. As you may have heard, um, Slade Smiley's 22-year-old son died earlier this month from complications due to brain cancer that he was diagnosed with at six years old. Um, I use the, well, no, I don't use the term son loosely, but Slade is his father, and I will use that term loosely because according to his mother, Michelle Arroyo, Slade has not been or was not involved, very involved in their son Grayson's life up until the day he died. So let's get into this. Um, so Michelle Arroyo, Grayson's mom, she spoke out about Slade's inexcusable behavior and neglect. That's a quote. Um, Michelle said that Grayson desperately wanted to have a relationship with his father, but Slade did not make much of an effort. Slade hasn't made a child support payment since 2019. He owes, wait for it, $152,000. Now, this isn't just child support for any child, which any father should be paying, or a mother, whoever does not have custody of the child, should be paying child support. But this is not child support of just any child. This was a child who had astronomical medical bills. And Slade, who's a public figure who is on TV, who is seemingly doing well was not helping out to take care of his son financially or emotionally. I have a problem with that. Um, Michelle said that Slade and Gretchen grossly misrepresent their relationship online that they had with Grayson. Um, Michelle, Grayson's mother, who like devoted her life to him, lost her business, her home and her life savings taking care of her child. There is a GoFundMe to help Michelle um, have a proper memorial for Grayson and to pay his outstanding medical bills, which Slade is also responsible for, but has not helped out at all with. The family has not hit their goal of $75,000 yet. Um, I'm going to try to put the GoFundMe link in the show notes. If I 
can't figure out how to do that because I'm technically challenged, I will, um, I'll put it in my Instagram story. Some way I will let you guys know the link for the GoFundMe. But if all else fails, go to Michelle's Instagram. It's at lovemygray. That's at L-O-V-E-M-Y-G-R-A-Y. The GoFundMe is in the bio. So I do remember hearing something about this when, um, I don't know if you all remember the Instagram account Girl Gangs, but I feel like she spoke about this when she was around, how Slade was not helping with his son's um, medical bills and care and like basically did not have a relationship with him at all. But then I guess I forgot about it. And then when I saw that Grayson died, I originally saw Gretchen's post and it didn't click. And I, I put up a post and, or I'm sorry, I just posted a story and with my condolences and I gave that, I gave my condolences to Gretchen and Slade. And now I'm like almost regretting that. Not that Slade shouldn't have condolences for his son, I suppose. Obviously he's going through something, but I don't know. I, I have a big problem with him not helping, not helping out with his son and then I have a big problem with him not helping to take care of his son in any way and then going on social media and acting like he's father of the year. Um, oh, and the reason that Michelle even spoke out about this because she has been pretty quiet about it in the past is because apparently Gretchen keeps putting posts up um, about Grayson. So it's, I'm assuming it's triggering for Michelle when she sees this. I mean, it would trigger me. And I do think this is a known thing in Orange County. I was listening to um, Two Teas in a Pod and Tamara spoke about it. I She said like what I just said, that Michelle pretty much kept pretty mum about this. But now that Grayson is no longer here, Tamara said, you know, Michelle may start to be more vocal and she already has. Let's move on. Next topic. We are, wow, we have some garbage men today. Slade Smiley. And the next one we're going to talk about is Lenny Hoxie. And when we get back, I'll be right back, guys. So over the weekend, um, people in, online noticed that Lisa and Lenny were in um, Aspen at the same time. And Lenny was not there alone. So Lenny was there with his girlfriend, Katerina Mazeppa. Um, I had actually posted, I, I posted something on Instagram with a, a story post that Katerina had put up of her and Lenny and also a photo of Lisa in Aspen. Somebody commented on there, I believe it was on there, that um, Lenny has another girlfriend too, This um, who's a friend of Katerina's. And they all kind of are together, I guess, or I don't know, but they're at least in Aspen together. Um, I'm assuming that Lisa is doing this so that her kids can spend time with her and Lenny together. But I just personally, I need to know the logistics. Like, I need to know who is sleeping where, how far away are they? Does Are the kids interacting with Katerina at all? Um, hmm, are Lisa and Lenny getting along? Uh what else? What other questions do we have? I, maybe that's all. I don't know. But my I, I give mad props to Lisa because she's a saint. I could not do what she's doing. Thank God I did not have to. One plus of having your kids have like kind of a deadbeat biological dad is that you don't have to deal with an act. 
not it's a plus <laughs> all right um oh the last topic that we're going to get into is luann's cabaret so at least we're ending on a kind of happy note i mean it's definitely funny all right so at luann's cabaret this weekend it was apparently lit because someone threw up on luann <laughs> That is not all that happens, but that is one of the things. So Queens of uh, Queens of Bravo, who is actually currently now Queens of Bravo Plus, their account got taken down. I'm not sure what happened with that. Uh, anyhow, someone, one of their followers DM them and said, a girl threw up during Luann's show while she was in the audience doing Q&A, and her manager had to wipe it off her back and out of her hair. I had to tell someone. And Queens of Bravo said, a girl threw up on Luann? The follower responded, yes, LOL, not like directly on her lap, but when she was answering another girl's question, a different girl at the table threw up and like tried to stop it, but it went through her hands and got in Luann's back and in her hair. I can't, I can't. Oh my God, I can't. <laughs> okay, well, that was one of the things that happened. And then these videos started coming out of um, Dorinda, like really trying to get involved in the show she was in the audience and i suppose she was like standing up and trying to like sing along and whatever like you guys know how dorinda gets when she drinks but then uh these rumors started floating around that she got kicked out of the club so queens of bravo also a follower also messaged queens of bravo and said hi at queens of bravo I was at the Countess Cabaret tonight in New York City with my girlfriend. It was wild. I can confirm that there were more drunk people there than at the club. It was so fun. As a longtime fan of Dorinda, I was thrilled to see her there. She arrived and welcomed a full spectacle and was helping the crowd get pumped up by encouraging them to sing and dance in the aisle. She was clearly wasted by the end and was heard screaming at waiters, staff, and other guests, even while Lou was performing. It was crazy. After she was escorted out for her bad behavior, she was seen outside waiting for a cab, clearly unable to walk without assistance. My friends and I kept trying to take a pic with her, but she yelled at us too. It was awesome. The Countess Cabaret is a must. I hope you enjoy this. And please let me know if you want more dish. <coughs> Sorry, guys. <coughs> Excuse me. Your Insta account is my fee. <laughs> All right. So that's not it. So then Dorinda uh, does a live and everyone is asking her if she got escorted out of the cabaret show. And she's like seeing the comments roll in or the questions roll in. And she's like, no, no, I didn't get picked out of a of Luann's cabaret. So no, I, I get a car. To me, in my opinion, it was obvious that she was lying. I'm not even sure why she did the live. Like, did she not remember what happened the night before? And I'm not judging. I'm genuinely asking. I'm not judging at all. We have all been there at some point. Albeit for me, it hasn't been, it's been a while for drinking, but we've all been there. But then, okay, so Aldo and I are like re seeing all these posts. And we, I like Aldo showed me um, the like the uh, Queens of Bravo post that mentioned that Lur Dorinda got kicked out of the club. And I'm like, I cannot believe there's no video of this. Like, somebody has got that video. And then, not five minutes later, I'm scrolling on Instagram and there was video. Actually, I think it was in the same Queens of Bravo post. I don't know. Maybe I'm telling this story out of order. 
but at some point I saw a video. You don't see Dorinda actually getting escorted out of the, of the club, but you do see her arguing with a staff member. Uh, something about, I think Dorinda was saying like, I don't care about the comp or something. I don't know, maybe they were trying to, she was trying to get something copped off her bill. This is all speculation. I have no clue what what was being said. But I know that if Luann comes to Baltimore, I definitely want to go to her cabaret show, if not just for the experience, because it seems lit. This girl said, hold on, what was it? Let me repeat this line. I can confirm that there were more drunk people there than at the club. And she said it was awesome. Getting yelled at by Dorinda was awesome. It sounds like a really good freaking time. All right. I think that is it for today. I got through that really fast. This is my first solo pod. So like be easy on me. It feels really weird just talking to a mic. I feel like I'm talking to myself, but I know I have at least a few listeners out there. I'm weird, guys. I'm sorry. All right. I guess that's about it. Hopefully I can get this out to you guys today. It's Thursday. And then hopefully the next episode after this one, hopefully we can get on the our like Bravo episodes of the week podcast episode out by Sunday. All right. Uh, If you're not following me, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Socialite Gossip. I'm sorry, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Socialite Gossip. Twitter at Socialite Goss with one F. And then if you would also like to follow Aldo, it is at Aldo Ganoza on all platforms at A-L-D-O-G-A-N-O-Z-A. All right, guys. Talk soon. Bye.